0: Lights, please turn off the lights For now, everything just seems so right And how you make the darkness seem so bright I'm feeling like things gonna be all right lights, please. Lights, All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing Spinning the One and Twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And we are broadcasting from the newly acquired Maestro De Bell Tequila Studios. Eight seven seven three seven. 37 grind is your number. All right, so let's continue um, before we move on from the Hall of Fame game, let's talk about the Hall of Fame inductees that are coming in for the 2023 class. Refresh my memory.
1: Yeah, so your class of 23 in the Hall of, uh, NFL Hall of, or Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, Ronde Barber. Darrell okay. Revis Island. okay? Uh, Joe Thomas.
0: Yeah, you got Joe Thomas.
1: Repping that one. Uh, Zach mm-hmm. Thomas. Demarcus Ware, uh, right. Don Corio, Chuck Howley, Joe Klecko, and Ken Riley.
0: Um. First of all, yeah, okay. Now it kind of jars my memory because I remember discussing this when it was released out and everything. Um, the only thing I've said this before. Um, I've only I've said this before when it come out, but the um, there's two things that stand out to me when you when you read that class off uh, one. And I remember us talking about this, but I have a I mean, I don't know if I don't want to over exaggerate and say a big problem, but I do have a problem with Zach Thomas being in there. I think like in this and look, trust me, I mean, I know Zach Thomas had a hell of a career at Texas Tech down in Lubbock. Um, I should say up and loving and then, you know, went on with the Dolphins, Um, you know, played in a different era, more physical era. You know, I know Zach had problems with concussions, but Zach is the Zach is, in my opinion, Zach is the type of person that Deion Sanders is talking about. Coach Prime, when he said that, hey, I'm looking around and there's some people that basically bust shouldn't be staring at me. And then he didn't put no name on it. He didn't go Sean Payton but you wonder if there's more people feeling that way. But Zach Thomas, it, it, out of all, like a couple of those guys are probably before my time, but out of everybody, I don't have a problem with Barber, Ronnie Barber, I mean, it took him some years to get in, but but Zach Thomas, uh, I'm sorry. I mean, I lived to watch him play. I mean, I'm not saying he was trash. I'm not saying that he wasn't, you know, all pro, you know, made some pro bowls, but th- that's one of those that, he, he, you know, it's just one of those. I mean, I know I've heard Bill Belichick even talk highly of him. He's one of those guys that has rubbed right coaches the right way to have that reputation. Uh, but a Hall of Fame, n- no, I'm sorry. Not not really, in my opinion, what the Hall of Fame is really supposed to be about. Go ahead. What you got?
1: Well, and a quick reminder here, too. You know, as we do celebrate our finalists, Zach Thomas making that list, um, who he beat out. I mean, when you look at the fifteen finalists we had at the beginning of the year, and that was really the other point of contention was not only that he made it, but, but who he made it above. Uh Jared Allen, Willie Anderson, Dwight Freeney, Devin Hester, Tori Holt, Andre Johnson, Albert Lewis, uh, Reggie Wayne, Patrick Willis, and Darren Woodson all did not make the cut. And I will tell you the one there probably a couple guys.
0: There's probably a couple guys that I'd go to bat for, but the one that really stands out to me is Tori Holt. Tory Holt's getting screwed. There's no way, in my opinion, Isaac Bruce shouldn't have went in before Tory Holt. And Isaac Bruce is in there. When you're talking, Kurt Warner for sure, okay? You know, I finally got to see that movie, by the way, a couple of weeks ago. I finally caught it on stream, and it was okay. It was pretty good, you know. But we know he's in there, and he deserving to be. Uh, we know Isaac Bruce is in there. We know Marshall Fault is in there. Tory Holt is getting screwed. I mean, it's tough for wide receivers to get in. I mean, some. I mean, hell, Lynn Swan waited forever. I think Art Monk waited forever, if I'm not mistaken, too. I, I, I got a problem with that. Um, oh, and I'm sorry, I forgot one of the main names for the greatest show on turf, Dick Vermeil. I mean, I, look, I, I'm, a, I, I'm gonna say it every time, every time this year until it happens so just get used to it because this is my this is my third year doing this and this is before even dick got basically inducted it is a this is totally as my man tony bruno used to say this is a national outrage the fact that dick Vermeil made it into the hall of fame before mike shanahan and don't think I'm trying to kiss Colorado's ass, Denver's ass, because I've been saying this way before I broke through in this market. I've been saying this. Y'all can go pull receipts, as the youngsters say. This is ridiculous. It is. I mean, Dick Vermil, I understand. Look, this is a guy that was burnt out early, took Jaworski to the Super Bowl, lost to the Raiders. Feels like it's the last time the Raiders won one to be anyway. But anyway, um, known for crying. I'm going to rally around Kurt Warner. <sighs> Mike Shanahan, look at his tree. I mean, look at his son. Look at his DNA. Look what he meant. Come, You're talking about delivering two Super Bowls to one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play. Dan Reeves had a long look at it. Couldn't get it done for obvious reasons. I mean, I've always said Elway took a lot of those teams to the Super Bowl on his back. That's what, I mean, he's he's the reason why I became a fandom of that particular organization, a team. But I've always said Joe Montana was my all-time great. But I've always said Elway did the most with the least. Some of them teams he took, I don't think Joe, Dan Marino, anybody else could have took them teams. But Mike Shanahan got in there and orchestrated, and this guy is getting – we've got guys like Zach Thomas going into the Hall of Fame. Even though he's a player, Mike was a coach. We've got guys like Zach Thomas going into the Hall of Fame before Mike Shanahan. The zone – I I mean, I know that's Alex Gibbs, but somebody that took and worked with Alex Gibbs and brought the zone-blocking scheme to the National Football League – produced multiple thousand yard backs produced a 2000 yard back from a guy by the name of Terrell Davis was really only supposed to be special teams player. Get the hell out of here. Every year, this time comes up until they put him in there. I'll tell you. And that's the reason why I say there's a lot of things. You got to pay attention to guys that's had problems with leagues and stuff like the office went some bad. I remember they used to find Mike Shanahan's team because they couldn't find nobody on the injury report. They started finding money to leave, like, y'all got to have people. No, he just got blessed they had no injuries. Now I think that organization's paying for it for the last damn four or five years from stuff and they reaped about 18 years ago, 20 years ago. Come on, man. But Zach Thomas, no, and Isaac Bruce is getting screwed. I mean, excuse me, Torrey Holt. I, and there's no disrespect to Bruce. They should have let them both go in at the same time. That would have been nice. I mean, this greatest show on turf. And that was really before the rules changed. I mean, you know, keep in mind, New England, Bill Belichick is the reason why the rules got changed in the five yard. Chuck, they were they were they had to do that before those rules even changed. That Super Bowl that they that the Patriots were 13 points underdogs in. That they beat the Patriots, they mugged them the whole game. They made them physical. Go back and watch the film. They were hitting Marshall false ass after the play. The whistle. They changed the league. Changed that style of play because a thirteen point underdog at the time won the Super Bowl outright, and the rest is history. Dick Vermeil, man, didn't Mike March take the same? Didn't he take when he took over? Didn't he take the Rams? To another Super Bowl. Didn't he at least take him to a conference championship? I mean, Mike Martz, he took over the head coach. He was calling the plays. He took over. Why in the hell not put Mike Martz in there? And I like Dick Mill, but it pisses me off the fact that he's in there before Mike Shannon. It's crazy. 877-37-GRIND. The other cats, I have no pretty much problem with it. I mean, I, I do feel like we're getting to a time where we're going to start... There's going to be some more because you never would hear anybody speak about if you got elected, you got elected. Nobody questioned all man. are you re- It's getting more and more of really, I think, the last six or seven years. And when you got a guy that's got credibility such as Deion Sanders, a.k.a. Coach Prime, when he makes these comments a few years ago saying there's certain guys looking at me at bus at night that shouldn't be in there sharing with. him. I wish he would have put a name on it, but he ain't going to disrespect like that. But we'll see. But no, a guy like Joe Thomas, a guy that basically played through some lean-ass years that was always showing up to work, I don't think he's the best offensive tackle like you do. He ain't the GOAT. But he's very deserving. When you can make the Hall of Fame and you've played on that many bad teams your career and you showed up pretty much every day to work and you make the Hall of Fame, you're a badass player. I'll tell you that. I wasn't a big fan of Joe Thomas. I mean, because at the end of the day, when they were going in their depths and nobody really – Cleveland wasn't on TV. I mean, when back in the Bernie Kosar days and all that, yeah, they were on TV nationally. I had to watch him play the Houston Oilers. When they started sucking ass, you didn't really see that. So they weren't on the nation. But for Joe Thomas to go in and he's played on that many bad teams with that many bad quarterbacks, you're a bad dude. Is he the GOAT? No. No. But he's one of the top offensive linemen to play this game. I'll give him that. There's some guys that's played before my time. I can hear there were probably, you know, some, there, there, there's been some stellar guys in the position, but no, hats off to Joe. Barber, you know, if you, I mean, Tampa Bay, that Tampa Bay defense with Tony Dungy, then John Gruden took away. I mean, if you're on that defense with Sapp, Brooks, I mean, I guess so. You know, you get the leftovers. I mean, I can't, I'm not going to have a big problem with him, but would I put a, uh, you know, okay, but I can see why. But Zach Thomas, is Zach Thomas even in the college football hall of fame? I mean, has Texas Tech even retired his jersey? I mean, do they honor him down there in love up there in Lubbock? I don't even know if he's honored like that up there, but he's making the hall of fame. Go ahead.
1: One of the players, uh, Demarcus Ware. Yeah. All right. So finished yeah. his finished his uh, career three seasons in Denver. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for his Denver career and it just his time with the Cowboys, Hall of Famer. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. All time leading sack leader, passing. I think it was. Was it? Uh, um, uh. What's my man's name? I mean Cowboys. That time is so. Fun. Not Danny White. Their pass, which are all-time he passed, but he left before he showed up to Denver for those three seasons. He was already their all-time sack leader. So regardless if he ever got a ring or went to Denver, um, hell yeah, D-Ware was all the fame. And I've always said that is the one that burned Jerry Jones. Like, it really bothered if you If Jerry had to talk to you off the record and he says, what are the few things that really, what is the couple players that it really hurts you to see leave or you couldn't go? Let me tell you something. Demarcus Ware would be ahead of Emmett Smith. Keep in mind, Jerry let Emmett retire in an Arizona jersey. He passed Walter Payton. And Jerry said, go ahead and go to the desert. What? A lot of people believe if Troy Aikman wouldn't have got concussions, if LeVar Arrington would have met uh, Troy Aikman, that Jerry was going to let Troy end up playing another uniform. Now, we'll never know. But the d ware is that hurt Jerry because G- Jerry didn't want him to go. It's just it was a money thing at that time. Why? Because you decide to go and play Tony Romo because he was like a brother, stepson to you or whatever. And it screwed things up. But it was one of the best things that ever happened to d Ware. You put jewelry on it. You don't get that in Dallas. At least he can go into the Hall of Fame with some dignity. And I guarantee you that that's another orange. That's a piece of orange going in there. You know, Denver's Hall of Fame uptake is coming. You know, got Steve Atwater in there the other day, a couple years ago, I should say. We need the guy to orchestrate the first two rings, though. That's what they need to do. And I will talk about this every year when this time comes up. That organization got a lot of haters up in front of it. And I'm telling you, man, it's it's happened over the time of the 20, 30 years. I mean, they have, they've been down for the last six years, but they've been, I don't know, man. And I'm usually not one of those to go there. But it makes my butt itch that Mike ain't in look at his son who else where's dick remember who else got dna like that hell bill belichick's son's got a mullet he's on the sideline i don't guarantee you, i don't think bill belichick's son's gonna take over and we don't say hey man you gotta face Bill's son this is kyle shanahan doing it with last place guys drafted last and his daddy the guy that came out of him that he produced he his dad can't get in the hall of fame and this guy's going to nfc championships with brock purdy It's ridiculous. Maybe Mike should have cried. Maybe Mike should have cried. Oh, oh. We, had a big, we had a big campaign for uh, Coach Flores with the Raiders. I mean, he damn near begged to get it. I mean, look, man, I know where I live. I know I'm in San Antonio. I've talked about AC about this all the time. Oh, you got a problem with Flores? Hey, man, look, ain't about that. The bottom line, the man had a full campaign from beer companies, everything, to get his ass in the Hall of Fame. And he got two rings, I guess, too. The only difference is his rings came in with the damn Reagan administration. That's the last time the Raiders won. That's the last time they won one. Ronald was inviting people at the White House. He's the one that started this stuff. Well, I was letting weapons come in the back door. But that's a whole other situation. It's a bunch of bull crap, man. You know what? I, I think I might call up Denver's PR. And say, you know what? We need. It, it, look, we can't put this in the committee's hands. We need a national. We need a. We need a national campaign, like they did for Coach Flores to get Mike Shanahan in the in the in the Hall of Fame. Who else has produced a son like that? I mean, you'd have to go back to the Matthews family that has like five guys, five, seven dudes from the dad to the son that didn't play in the NFL. Then you start looking at the Mannings and all that. But who has produced a son, a coach like that?
1: I don't think DNA gets into the hall. I'm just telling you that this is crazy.
0: But enough of my soapbox. Congratulations to all the people that made it. It's hard to get in the Hall of Fame. I always say that, you know, whether you get in or not, but I do feel like it's something about first time ballot. But if it takes you a while to get in, because I think it's been some while for others, but that's just the I mean, that's just the reality. You know, but if you get in, you're in. But I'm telling you, in the time of social media, the time in where everybody got a million podcasts and talk shows and stuff like this, everybody and mom got their opinion. We're coming to a stretch where it's going to be dissect more of guys that's getting in. And the one thing I like it is I've gotten older. I mean, getting older sucks. But these guys that are coming in now in the next five or eight to ten years, I would have to say I lived and I really watched these guys and I'll have a better grasp. And we're going, yeah, I remember this, this, and that. Zach Thomas, no. I mean, mean, I'm not trying to be rude, but Zach, when I think of Zach Thomas, I think more about the concussion problems than anything. And he wasn't a garbage player; he was good. But there you go. You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producers, spin the one and twos. We'll be back. <laughs> All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. It's been in the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the newly Maestro De Bell Tequila Studios. All right. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Pendleton Whiskey. All right. Keep in mind, Pendleton Whiskey is an oak barrel whiskey distilled from Canada using some of the finest ingredients. All right. Before bottling glacier fed spring waters added from Mount Hood, Oregon's highest peak. Also, remember, Pendleton Whiskey is the official spirit of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association. And it's an official whiskey of the Professional Bull Riding Tour, which is the PBR Velocity Tour. And it's an official whiskey and sponsor of the Sports Grind. That is Pendleton Whiskey. 87737 Grind. All right, keeping it moving. Uh, real quick, we got Adam Martinez checking in on Facebook Live. He says, "Calvin, I hear you on Shanahan. Didn't take some time for Jimmy to get in. Uh, did take some. Did didn't take it some time for Jimmy to get in. Maybe the hall looks at coaches different. In your thoughts? Um, well." It just—it's not that they look different, uh, you know. I think the Jimmy Johnson thing is—you uh, know—I never really, you know. There's some people that don't really feel Jimmy based off of his years, just a short window, and really, basically, since he wasn't that successful when he went to Miami, um, that even believe he's a—you know—he's a Hall of Famer. I definitely think Jimmy's uh, a Hall of Famer, uh, but I don't think that uh, Adam—that they really look at it—that it's the fact that they. Um, They look at coaches different. It takes time. I just feel that, you know, if you're a coach, I mean, let's keep it real. Do you think, you know, now we understand there's been Spygate and Flategate, but do you really think Bill Belichick is going to have to wait that long to get in the Hall of Fame? Do you think Mike Tomlin is going to have to wait that long to get in the Hall of Fame? Do you think Andy Reid is going to wait? So I don't think it's necessarily how the league looks at you know coaches different I just think it comes down to there's certain the guys the people that got votes and look there's a lot I mean like you said somebody's got somebody's gonna get left out every year I mean there's only so many people they conduct but the truth of the matter is there's some people that got votes in my opinion that look at these coaches through a different lens and some of them hold certain things against them you know that's 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 my opinion But let's move on, uh, because I do want to get into the Dallas Cowboys. I've told y'all I I haven't really felt good about their offseason. You know, there's been a lot of chatter going on um, in regards from Mike McCarthy, uh, Dak Prescott, Micah Parsons. And now we have a situation that happened in Tuesday's practice, I believe. Uh, where there were some drills going, some scrimmages going, probably seven on seven, but most teams are doing. And Dak failed to move the ball consistently against the defense. And there was some trash talking going back and forth. And Diggs, their newly acquired signed corner, told Dak, shut your B ass up. Female dog. Now, Dak was asked about this and he played it down and said, oh, well, I spent a lot of time with Diggs and, you know, it's nothing there. It's a competitive. We're post competitive guys, this and this. He's putting it down where it's not a big deal. Well, I'm going to tell you that I'm not going to scream and say it's a it's a three alarm fire when somebody just burnt the toast. But this is signs of a problem. And 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 look, and I understand, look, we've got fights in camps. There's going to be fights in camps. There is trash talking that goes back and forth. I mean, it's hot outside. You know, I mean, we we, we have record temperatures recorded in this country for the last, I don't know, 45 days to 60 days. You know, no, normally in the major cities, murder goes up when in the summer. Because people get hot on edge. So I know you got all these factors. It's hot. You're in camp. But the truth of the matter is there can be different type of levels of trash talking and there can be a different tone. The reason why I'm going to say this is alarming to me and I, and I don't think there's anybody out there that would look at it in regards to this or especially if Dak came out and threw water on it. But I'm going to go back to a couple things. I'm going to go back to the postgame comments after the 49ers game after the 49ers divisional loss game last year. And I'm going to go to the to the post-game comments, particularly came that came out of Micah Parsons' mouth. And I'm just going to paraphrase it, but it was on the lines, if I can remember correctly, it was on the lines of, hey, you know, defense only gives up such amount of points. You would think in this situation it would be good enough and, you know, we just got to find out a way to stop doing the same things over and over or beating ourselves. It's something like pretty close, not verbatim, but kind of along the lines of what Michael was saying. That was throwing at that time a shot at their quarterback and Dak Prescott. Michael Parsons is the best defensive player on the team. He is probably arguably the best player on the team, offense and defense. And he's setting a culture, which at that time I was like, all right, well, somebody's got to speak up. Hell, if you go on the road and you're talking about a trip to a conference championship on the line and your defense basically is able to contain Mike Shanahan. You're going to feel a certain way. But then when you go six months later and you're in training camp and Diggs is fresh off of getting paid and he says, hey, man, shut your bitch ass up. The bottom line is this. We've seen this movie before. And I can tell you what's going on. There's a lot of Cowboy fans. There are a lot of players in that locker room that believe that Dak Prescott is the teacher's pet. That he is the chosen one by Jerry Jones. These are all professionals, they make pretty good money. But at the end of the day, there's human nature involved in emotions. They look at it like, you know what, they bought, look, you can't hide from it. If, you, you, if you're on social media, you know, back in the day, athletes, you be I don't listen to talk radio. I don't read the paper. That doesn't fly anymore because it's on your phone. It's in social media. Diggs, Michael Parsons, that whole defense has heard the narrative like, yo, Dak, we don't know if he's this good. Dak is holding us back. And you know what I'm hearing? And again, I'm going to be, I wish I could make horse snores because I'm going to be getting on my horse and Paul Revere. Or either sit there and ring the bell like, hey, listen, iceberg right ahead. Pick up the phone, you bloody bastards. I'm going to come in and tell you what I'm seeing on the horizon because I've seen this movie before. You know, sequels sometimes are horrible. Like some movies shouldn't even basically make part twos. Like I told you, Lethal Weapon, that's probably one of the ones that I think that they pretty much nailed it for all of them for the most part. Back to the Future, they could have stopped after the second one. Karate Kid probably could have stopped after the second one as well, too. Hangover, they rushed that one. They, the second one might not even made. That was a flop. They had to go to three. I didn't even pay attention to three. But this sequel, I've seen it. And I'll go one place where I've seen it. We'll go basically up to Kurt Cobain country. Smells like Teen Spirit. I've seen this story before. It happened in Seattle with the Legion of Boom and Russell Wilson, because Russell was considered the teacher's pet. Uh, Pete Carroll, oh, you wanted to get him the Super the Super Bowl MVP. We could have handed off to Marshawn Lynch. Rem- I'm telling you, I, I, look, Dallas can come out five and four and oh, That's fine, but there's something brewing in my stomach all season. I'm like this is just something ain't right. I understand the Cowboys get all the attention all the time. This something seems different about this all season, but that trash talking there and saying that and calling him a female dog, there is some animosity that is building up on the defense toward Dak Prescott. Just telling you.
1: What do you got? From a guy who's been in the locker room, Des Bryant took to Twitter. I, I think he kind of sits up there And would you give him Cowboys royalty?
0: I don't, I don't know about Cowboys royalty. I mean, Modern yeah, that, Cowboys that means, royalty? I don't know. You know, okay. look, Michael Irvin, when you talk about that, that's Cowboys. I mean, Dez is a, a fan favorite, but I'm not going to sit there and say Cowboy royalty. All Drop right, too well, many balls. Well,
1: on X, he's throwing up the X and saying, hold on a second. Uh, reading his tweet, he said, let's woosah. All right, let's take a breath. Uh, Then put this in perspective. You are competing and the goal of the game is to prevent or make something happen. The situation you are seeing is the offense trying to score on the defense in the red zone. For example, it could be from the player's perspective it's 3rd and 3. On the 10-yard line, going in. Offense, win with a touchdown. Defense, force overtime with a field goal. Defense, denied the touchdown. As a competitor, you are going to celebrate your success how you want and sometimes that might trigger the opponent players do handle things differently but this is a clear sign of pure joyfulness of the game it's nothing to worry about
0: i didn't hear that i didn't know des responded or not responded but commented on this i didn't hear that i just heard that for the first time in real time and i understand des i mean he's taking it from that angle I'm taking it from this. no, I do believe it, it it's 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 the start of policy problem because this is clues, this is breadcrumbs. I'm not coming in here just because I heard like oh, he said bad words of deck. oh, there's something I'm going I, that's why I started this whole take and I'm not coming at you, but this is why I started this whole take with going back to the post-comments after the NFC divisional round game against the 49ers. They have heard all this. They know that this whole Kellen Moore firing this, hey, man, this is why Dak threw interceptions, because we need to run the ball more. They came in second. I just heard this morning. I can't. I keep hearing the, They came in second, I think, of rushing touchdowns last year, the Cowboys. But the narrative is out there that they didn't run the ball enough. And I've been in Dax Corner, but no, I'm not I'm not with Dez on this. There's a problem. Let me tell you something. There's trash talking that goes in camp. Do you think there's a DB on Kansas City that's going to tell Patrick Mahomes, shut your bitch ass up? I don't think so. Do you think there's a DB that even would tell uh, Joe Barrow on Cincinnati or Lamar Jackson? No, they're not. Trash, t- Tom used to trash talk to the defense all the time in New England and I promise you nobody But you might want to fight Tom you might want to do whatever but nobody was going to tell him shut your bitch ass up that is a lack of let me go back again to a hot 97 culture situation and educate everybody In in the culture that right there is disrespectful that is very disrespectful I, I've seen the movie before it not played in Texas, but played in Seattle. Oh, and Russ, it was everything. He was called Borderline Uncle Tom. We out here in the fields. You ain't. That's what some of his teammates were basically looking at Russ as, because he had Pete Carroll. He tried to give him the MV, He tried to get him the MVP. That's what broke that Legion of Boom up. It wasn't really age at the Seattle. It was basically they basically end up looking at Russ as like, yo, man. You screwed us out a a second Super Bowl and you the house pet. You the favorite. (laughs) Dak, I I smell the same thing brewing in Dallas. That's all I'm saying. You heard it first. Pick up the phone, you bloody bastards. Iceberg, right ahead. Uh, uh, Uh-uh-uh. You know, they basically came – I was looking at this about – I don't know. It came across my radar about a month ago. Um, you know, there's this great ship they didn't built. I forgot what it's called, but it's – set. I mean, tickets have sold out. It's set to go to sea. It's like 30,000 tons. I forgot what they called it, but it's supposed to be – I mean, it's it's influenced a little bit about the Titanic, but it's huge. But the, but the tickets have been selling out to go, and then the captain – Ends up basically saying because they, people compare it to the Titanic, all that, end up saying it's very eerie. They ends up saying the same thing that that captain did some hundreds of years ago. That this is unsinkable. Not even God can sink this ship. And then you got a bunch of people running to go get tickets to get on board. Like, man, don't y'all understand? Sometimes history can repeat itself. I'll be damned if that's a cruise I'm going on. Crazy though. But when I said that, that made me think of that. Like, come on. And they're actually going to cruise. The first set that is set out is going across, I think it was the Atlantic, right? Or the, that, the ice, uh, the, that, that it sank, that it hit the iceberg. They're going through the same path. We're living in a society where some people just, they can't do, but they can't do nothing but live on the edge. I'm told AC, like, man, you'll get me 30,000 feet up in the air before you get me on the, on, on the ocean on a cruise i said you forget that it'll never be no cruise with us and if that can't help then you need to get another man because i ain't going on no cruise i'll get up in the air but i'm not getting on the water i'm not doing that people of 100 years ago suffered on that trick on my people getting on the boat and coming they suffered oh yeah we're gonna take this yeah no nah, i'm not for me what do you got clark
1: well, in addition they also have the new titanic 2 uh that's getting ready to set sail would you go on a, a boat called the titanic at all no man
0: i'm not doing anything i'm not doing those submersibles uh that got ps2 joysticks i ain't doing all that <laughs> they're just stuff that's just obvious that obvious that you shouldn't be partaking in you know but that's just the i mean that's just the that, that's just the that's just the reality you know but I'm telling. They gotta get this coach. This is not a coaching staff, and this is not a roster that can handle September and October adversity. I'm just gonna tell you that right now. It's August the third, and I've watched too much football. I'm telling you right now, they cannot do it. So when I say that, they've got to get off to a good start. That's just what it is. When you got stuff like this going back, look, everybody trash talks, but they're different. You could have said, "Hey, man, I own you today. Y'all ain't nothing. What you gonna do?" I thought this offense was supposed to be better. We got a new coordinator. You can do all that is inbounds. Calling him a female dog and tell him to shut up and that's the quarterback. That Patrick Mahomes, Justin Hibbert, Josh Allen, Joe, nobody's getting told that. If you got respect from the guys on the other side. T- Let me tell you, perfect example. The last two days, Russell Wilson and the offense are getting their ass handed to them by the defense. Is that something to be alarmed about? Of course it's not. Sean's already dressed it like you're implementing a new offense. I mean, excuse me. Yes, a new offense. And the defense is always going to be ahead of the offense in camp. It's always been that way. But defense, if there's one thing Denver's been good at in the last five, six years, they have brought in a beast on defense every season. I'm kind of worried more about them than the offense really this year. But Justin Simmons – Probably the best safety in the game has picked Russ off two times back-to-back days. One of them was a pick six. Now, these struggles, what I'm hearing is coming in the red zone. But is anybody telling Russ? And Russ has basically been humbled. Russ has been humbled. And he's trying to go his way back. There's nobody at practice looking at Russ like, man, shut your, like, up. Before I talk to Sierra, you ain't got no respect. Ain't nobody before I call Future. Ain't nobody talking to Russ like that. Up there at Doe Valley, it ain't happening. That's not normal. And Russ looked like doo doo last year. The offense looked like dumps. It was, it, was, it was bad. But let's give Hackett a job. Steve Wilson, the coach for Carolina. I know you almost made the playoffs, but no, sorry. We're going this way. Hackett, uh, worst office, not in 23, Oh, hey man, you know Aaron, come on man. Come on, get a job. I want you all oh, now we'll pay for the movers. How dare he does that? That's a code. You're not supposed to say that. Protecting this guy like like Sean said something about his kids. I looked at the schedule. We talked about it. CBS put this out. Jonas put it out. I went back and looked at schedule. I'm going tell you right now. Everybody said, oh, this Jets game could be the first flex. The 49ers in Dallas play that week five in that slot. They ain't, I don't give a damn. There could be hard knocks could come out, and somebody could call Sean Payton a female dog. Somebody on Denver could take a shot at Aaron Rodgers, and they still ain't flexing that game over Dallas and 49ers. And I thought about it, I said, well, what? depending on the record. I don't care if Dallas or the 49ers, even one of them have a bad record. They ain't flexing the Jets in Denver for the the 49ers in, in Dallas, we don't care about that Jets. Some of us do, but most of us don't care about that Jets and Denver game that much. And like I said, if you look at the Jets schedule, and you know, because you, Denver's going to have, that's one thing they got going forward. They got a favorable schedule besides playing in one of the toughest division football. They've got some guys on that outer division that's below 500, didn't miss the playoffs. You look at the Jets, they coming out the gate in the firing pan. But I want to go on the record. They're not. Let me tell you something, man. 49ers and Dallas can each be 0 and 4 going in that game and they still not going to flex it. Now, I'll raise hell about it. Come on, man, we got this game. But I promise you they could be both 0 and 4 and they ain't flexing that game. Why? Because Jerry's the godfather. But what Jerry need to worry about, he got some brewing in his locker room. And it's about like yo, we've got the teacher's pet there. We've got—I've seen the sequel, man. I've seen the movie, man. I'll, we don't want to see part. You don't want to see part two in Dallas. That'll be worse than Hangover Part Two. You don't want to see that, man, because y'all ain't got the coach. They ain't got the coaching staff down there to handle this. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. We'll be back.